And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. It is a day here at the bunker. And folks, I have I have a little bit of a uh, little bit of news to begin uh, this episode. We did not make it a year. We made it 277 days. Oh, what did Mindy do? And we're having to reset the clock, ladies and gentlemen, because Mrs. Boss <laughs> had a small incident. Welcome, everyone. We are delivering 100% ever, 100% of the time. We do uh, appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining us. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor at SciFiForMe.com and 32 years in media, award-winning producer, like that matters anymore. We do have the comments and the live chat open for those of you who are with us live. If you're not live, you can still leave us a comment anytime you can send us an email Live from the bunker at sci-fi4me.com. We're on all the socials, and if you want to take us with uh, take us with you as a podcast, we have a number of those. And I found out we've got a new one that's carrying our show, so you can hear Sci-Fi for Me Radio uh, live from the bunker and the H2O podcast, both available along with Zompocalypse Now on various different players. We're on iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Double Twist, TuneIn, Stitcher. And I found out yesterday, yesterday evening, that we're also over on Listen Notes. Not something that I've ever heard of before, but there we are. So we're on all of those. And of course, you know, here. And we're broadcasting live to not only YouTube, but also Facebook and Twitch, if that's a preferred channel for you, uh, with which to consume our content. So, today... Let's talk Superman. Joining me from across the uh, the fruited plain here, my guest co-host, Hi. Mr. Boston's son. So James Hunt is here to uh, to help me go through all of this. How are you doing, sir? Doing pretty good. Um, tried my best with the setup, and then realized. I am just using a phone camera, so I don't have to put in that much effort. Well, <laughs> effort is still appreciated by our audience. So uh, anyway, okay, so we're going to get into this. We're going to talk uh, Superman and Lois. This this premiered Tuesday night with an hour and a half uh, program, followed by a half hour special called Legacy of Hope. And... A couple of things, really, to begin with that I was struck by. Uh, the fact that this is one of those shows where there were a lot of low expectations, I think, at this point. We had, uh, we had the, um, the idea here that being part of the CW, being part of the Arrowverse there was an expectation that it was just going to be meh. And I have to admit that I was among those that was thinking it was going to be that way. 
and I was pleasantly surprised at the pilot. So we're going to get into this today. There will be a discussion of spoilers. So if you haven't seen the pilot episode yet, I would say, say you probably want to stop now, go see it, and then you can come back to this discussion and, and leave a comment on, on what you think about the show. It got a lot of things right. Yes. Not everything. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it got a lot of things right. And and so where to start? Let me let me do this because we do have this one. Uh we do have this uh this shot because I want I want to start with this. Uh the opening sequence here uh where you've got a montage of his history as you know growing up you know coming to earth growing up with Jonathan and Martha and then this is the first that we see him in costume in this show and you have the Max Fleischer Superman costume from from the cartoon of the 1930s yeah i got very excited when i saw that because i was like oh it's it's the action comics one costume and then I looked again and went, wait, the Action Comics didn't have the black in it. The Max Fleischer one did. Right. And I remember growing up on that cartoon, you used to play that thing all the time, and I loved that. So seeing this was was really cool. Well, and of course, the green PT Cruiser is the is the nod yeah. to uh, to Action Comics number one, the cover. Although I'm I'm really surprised they're using a PT Cruiser in this, but it does date this as a flashback. Um, and some people have wondered about the timeline on this because this, uh, this resets the clock on Superman and Lois when their relationship started in terms of, uh, the orientation in the timeline for the Arrowverse, because this is post crisis on infinite earths. So everything has been reset. And yep. in this new timeline, Superman and Lois met each other earlier than they did prior to Crisis. Well, the thing is, my question is, he's supposed to be on Earth for nearly 40 years. When he was introduced in Supergirl, he was Superman for 20 years. They right. already said that. So is he still Superman for 20 years? How long has he been Superman? How early? Looking at his history in Supergirl makes me curious about what still applies and what still doesn't apply. I think with post-crisis, now that the reset button has been, has been pushed, nothing has to still apply. Uh, you still have Tyler Hecklin playing Superman, and you still have Elizabeth Tulloch playing Lois Lane. But other than that, everything else has been essentially wiped clean. And was it a new actor for General Lane, by the way? Um, I, you know, I don't know. Have, have we seen General Lane in any of the other shows before? I don't uh, think well, we have. Showed up, right? Didn't Do he have like this rivalry with James Olsen? Or am I am I remembering that wrong? In the in the uh, oh. I'd have to look that up. Because Lois's sister showed up, and I think her dad showed up too. That's a good question. I do not know. Let me go. Yeah, it was 
wasn't it Channing Tatum's wife? Yes. I wonder if she's going to be showing up or if they recast. Oh, uh, that's a good question. I They'll probably recast. Um, but I don't expect Lois's sister to show up anytime soon. Uh, I don't know. Mrs. Boss, could you look up on IMDb Dylan Walsh and see if he played General Lane in any of the other CW shows? We'll give her something to do. And... Um, in the meantime, we can we can move forward with this. The, this is this is a really nice uh, nod to all of the other versions of Superman that kind of got it right. Because as he, soon as he said, "Thanks, my mom made it for me," I got I was just gritting like an yeah. idiot the entire time because I'm like it. it because he did. He yeah. did. Well, and not not only that, but it it's consistent with uh, there's a couple of times in the comic books where that very line he says. And yeah. you know, people are like, "Oh, hey, that's a cool cape." He's like, "Thanks, my mom made it for me." And he you know, zooms off. And so you have those winks at earlier versions and and the source material and in this day and age uh, honoring the source material sometimes is kind of a touchy thing because people don't always do that. And we've seen this with a number of shows that have played fast and loose with the interpretation. But it's nice to see that they're getting this one. They're hewing a little bit closer to the original comic book material rather than just deciding, well, hey, we're just going to do our own thing because it's a TV show and we can do our own thing. No, Dylan Walsh did not play General Lane in the other CW shows, so they did recast General okay. Lane, I guess. Which makes I'm, a certain amount of sense because it's a completely different relationship now because they, they actually sort of understand each other and get along. Yeah, I was expecting the whole, like, Superman's going to have a rivalry with the in-law and we're going to have drama with the kids. No, I was actually pleasantly surprised that Clark and General Lang were just talking and kind of on the same page. I was like, oh, it's just going to be some soap opera drama between the in-law. No, it 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 didn't. It subverted my expectations that it was going to be another drama, yeah. that it was just going to be useless, emotional over over overcoming of the rivalry that we see in all the other CW shows and all the drama. And we didn't get that. And I was very happy that we didn't get that. I like the fact that the brothers uh, feel like brothers. You know, you have mm -hmm. you have Jonathan and Jordan. They're very they're very opposite each other in terms of personality and style and and temperament. And uh, it's funny the the Jonathan, uh, the athlete. He's, you know, he's going to be, they're going to be freshmen in high school. He's going to be starting quarterback, which is almost unheard of for a freshman to start on the varsity squad. And they think that he's probably got some latent Kryptonian powers that are starting to manifest themselves. Mm -hmm. But I don't know why, and, and Mrs. Boss, you haven't watched it, but you might understand this reference a little bit better. The, the oldest brother on Home Improvement, you remember him? Yeah. I got a sense that this was the same kind of kid. And I don't know why I, I kept thinking about him what? while I was watching this. I was like, man, he really, he reminds me of, 
uh, who's the kid that was on there? Ty something. He just, he Jonathan just, Taylor Thomas? no, not, not Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He was the, he was the middle kid. I'm talking about the older brother, um, Ty something. He just recently, the sad part is he just recently, uh, pled guilty to charges of assault, I believe, oh. uh, in real life. But, what? but anyway, I, I, I don't know. I just got this. And, and other people have commented. I've watched some other videos uh, reviewing this. And Zachary Ty Bryan, yes, thank you. And there are a number of people who are commenting that this does not feel like a modern era production. I was watching uh, uh, Richard Meyer made a comment this this morning. He said this feels like it was shot in early 2000, 2001. It just kind of sat for 10 years because you don't have a lot of the the political uh, message stuff that's on there. There's not, nobody's been race swapped and, well, and it's, it's, it's not, it's still the, it's still the pilot. It's early. There are plenty of ways this thing could still go sideways on us, but oh, yeah. this particular episode, uh, you don't get a sense that they're doing anything other than trying to tell a good Superman story that we haven't seen before. Yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in what they're doing. And I like that. It's, it's the small town. It, you see people and it's not, you know, Superman in the normal big city. It's, it's very small, very contained. I was a little bugged that Smallville's a meth town, apparently, but Hey, well, I was sitting there and I'm like, huh, meth town. That's not where I was expecting I that to go. I don't get the impression that it's a meth town um, because you you have to consider, and this, this too is a product of age uh, over anything else. You know, there are, you know, cities and small towns both have those pockets of, crime, poverty, and as they're presenting Smallville now uh, in this in this episode where a number of farmers are going out of business, they're losing their homes, and it does make a certain amount of sense that you would have something like that in the environment because that's normal. You're, you're going to have at least one meth house in town. Right. Uh, and and the smaller towns, they might not have as high a, a crime rate, but there's still going to be a little bit of that. And especially when you get into the question of, you know, kids in small towns turning into teenagers in small towns who have nothing to do because it's a small town. True. They have a tendency to find ways to get into trouble because that's what teenagers do, right? Well, yeah. Um, there was the scene when they were having the bonfire, and I think this might actually make people, f this might actually explain why some people feel like this kind of feels not modern day, was there were kids at a bonfire talking and interacting and having a good time. Kids can still do that. Kids, Kids still can still do that? do that. I don't think we still do that. Well, but it kind of reminded me. Um, I haven't seen Karate Kid in a long time, so 
it kind of reminded me, wasn't there like a fight on the beach, like next to a bonfire or something? Um, if I'm if I'm not remembering it wrong. Yeah, no, I think was there. Yes, there was. I do. I do think. I do think that's the case. I think you're right. I, I kind of gave me kind the old school, the whole teen drama. There's that fight, and it kind of felt like that to me. Yeah, where all of a sudden there's just that the guy wants the girl, the the the, the outcast teen wants the girl, and the big boyfriend steps in. It kind of reminded me of like one of those. Well, and the other the other part of that is it feels like uh, a natural progression of events rather than a contrived CW teen angst drama scene where you have Jordan and Sarah are talking and Jordan picks up a signal that's not actually there. Yeah. And he kind of steps over and she backs up. She's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And the boyfriend's like, hey, that's my girl. And they don't make any any big deal out of who's who. But you it's see, just, she leaned into it, too. Well. She did. That's, so I think I there, think they're going to have something there. There will be. There always is going to have, you know, you're going to have that, especially when there's teenagers involved. Somebody is going to, to go down that road in terms of a story arc. Yeah. And it could be part of Jordan's journey coming out of his depressed, emo, moody, don't talk to me, don't have anything to do with me, just the leave me alone. The world hates me, no one understands. Yeah, because teenagers do that, and eventually, do that. eventually they'll grow out of it. Most of them I do. I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised by Jordan, because I I, I saw the trailers, I was like, I'm going to hate him. He's just going to be the whiny, <laughs> relatable kid. No, he's a good character. They showed growth in the first episode. He's the most realistic character. I found myself not liking John. It was it was kind of like he was very over-the-top jock, and it, 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 it he didn't feel real, realistic to me. Really? Yeah, it, it was just like, Watch watch a how to basic video on style. I'm like nobody talks like that. That he sounds like one of the jocks from like an old eighties movie. Well, I mean up he's in, up in the he's the big brother. Yeah, and, he's up in the tough guy act. But Jordan to me actually felt like a real character. Well, and I think there's there's going to be an arc. You know, Jonathan's going to have an arc as well in terms of. You know what he has to learn, how he's going to come to terms with the fact of of his identity as the son of Superman, and of course they've got yeah. that that secret now that they all have to keep. And what's refreshing in all of this is in the performances, you don't get anybody that's going over the top and exaggerating any of the different emotions that are involved in the scene. The story beats, the, you know, the emotional beats in the scenes are very much uh, natural and they don't feel contrived and it feels like you're, you're actually seeing something that's genuine. And one, one of the reviews that I saw uh, says, this feels sincere uh, in its in its portrayal of all of these characters, they're not going for a particular, um, I don't want to say message, but they're not going for a particular tone that says, "This is an ABC's after school special." 
Yeah. You know, today on a special episode of Blossom, you know, we're not getting that sense I, of, of that kind of a thing. So do I? I wouldn't know. I I didn't get the ABC special. Yes, yes, I, yes. I but but it's one of those things where you get those those performances and watching Tyler Hecklin, especially as Clark Kent in Superman and seeing his. Seeing so good. <laughs> well, and as much as I don't like the current the the modern uniform, I this costume I like better than the one he wore over in Supergirl. But yeah, it, as as much as I don't like this, his performance as Superman is pretty spot on. I mean, there's there's a couple of there's a couple of points where it's like, eh, okay, um, he still he still looks a little young, and we're missing the 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 spit curl. But you, you, um, know, you know what he looks like. He it, looks almost exactly like the Superman from the Leg- uh, Legion of Superheroes cartoon. He you, looks. He kind of exactly. does. He kind of does. Now he you was, you had pointed out yeah, a similarity because we talked about the Action Comics homage and the Fleischer cartoons. You you actually caught this uh, this scene where he's uh, saving the nuclear power the, plant. Uh, this is a Superman three gag where he freezes part of the lake to to cool off the reactor plant so uh i thought that was a nice nod uh and that was a good catch from you for for i, I actually find that. it funny that whenever superman's on screen almost every reference that superman at, also i'm sorry for stuttering the room is freezing cold <laughs> you're all right you can't mess with the ac but every time superman's on screen if there's a reference it's always Superman three in Elseworlds when he broke the coal and gave uh, uh, Lois the diamond ring. That's a reference to the Lana Lang scene where mm-hmm. he smashes the coal and gives her a diamond. And in Crisis, Brendan Routh Superman says, "This isn't the first time I've gone nuts and fought myself." So usually, when Superman is on screen, it's a Superman three reference, which I kind of find cool. Well, there there are plenty of Easter eggs in in various different uh, iterations of the character on TV, and I imagine we'll probably get a few more of those before this show is over. Uh, Eastland in the chat, welcome. Says I like capes, and the cape think, looks uh, so good. Well, the the physical cape looks good. I'm still not sold on a CG cape. I I, I looked at it, and, you know, when they did it in Man of Steel. And Batman vs Superman, and now they're doing it here. Some in some cases, I don't like a CG cape. Give me it's, a real okay. one. Give me it because it hangs different. The physics of it are different. No matter how close you get on C on CG, you still there's still something missing in the actual physics of a yeah. of a real well, physical tangible thing that you don't get with looks, CG. It looks a lot better because. It's not that big leathery drapey thing that he had. That well, there's that. So bad. It's just this big dark red leather curtain that's just hanging from him, and it was too big. So I like that it's actually like more of a cloth, and I love I love that it's a really bright red. Yeah. Whenever he's landing, it looks so good. 
Well, and the other thing that you pointed out, you weren't too keen on the fact that the that the shield is part of the costume as opposed to right being here attached. looks really good. It does. It does look good. But in the fight scene in space or the flying scenes, it looks so unbelievably punched. Is that a new S? I'm actually getting a new, a better look at it. That's that's a new S. I didn't well, it's that. a it's a totally new costume. And the reason for that is the one that they had for his appearances in the Arrowverse, uh, since really he was bad. just, well, since he was a guest, it wasn't made to last. And right. so now that they've got a series order and he's going to be on screen every single episode, he's going to be, you know, he's one of the characters that's carrying the show. You know, he's the star. Now he needs a new hero outfit. His head's too tiny. Well... No, he he looks fine. And the the idea here being that they had to design a new suit that was going to stand up to the duration of being, you know, something that he wears and he's and he's active in and he's doing all of these scenes and performing in the suit. It's got to hold up. So they had to design a new suit. So they figured at this time, let's go ahead and, and create a new a new design for it as well as building it to be more durable. Honestly, I would have taken the Max Fleischer costume. Well, it looked really good. And we got a comment in the chat here from the Fedora Society. Still wish they kept the classic suit from the opening montage. That was so good. And I agree. We'll see it again. Well, maybe. I, I would, think when the boys are training. I would imagine I we'll probably get some of it again. Yeah, because it's. You got, you got the Superboy comment. And I'm willing to bet that when they're doing the training or whatever. He's going to want to hide the boy's abilities. And I think one of them is going to don that classic costume, trying to rush into danger or whatever. Because I, I'm willing to bet that it might be in the fortress, or at least we see it in the fortress. It could be, yeah. I mean, there's always the possibility, because this being a Greg Berlanti show and being on the CW, um, I would imagine that will get some flashbacks. Yeah. Because oh, no. <laughs> uh Snob, yes, we are talking spoilers. You haven't seen it yet. You should watch it. It's good. Um it is uh, you go- oh, sorry. No, go ahead. As soon as you said flashbacks, I, I hurt a little yeah. bit on the inside. That oh Barry. Please. Yeah. Well the No, I, I was thinking of Arrow. That that got so annoying. Well, yes, um, I see why they did it, um, yeah. but uh, it's, I mean, it's part of the narrative structure that they were going for for that show, and eventually they even leaned leaned away from it, too, so. Real quick, do you mind if I turn this fan off? This is, it's very cold. No, nah, go ahead, because uh, what what you can do is, I in the meantime, I'll uh, I'll answer Sci-Fi Snob's question here. Uh, Snob, this is from the very beginning of the show. I'll let you see that that uh, we were talking about the homage to Action Comics 1 and the Max Fleischer cartoons. He doesn't wear this costume throughout the entire thing, but we do get the cool cape. Thanks, I like, you know, thanks, my mom made it. And uh, Lois is, um, well, and then you've got this scene here where they first meet. And you get a, a real brief hint of Christopher Reeve. He's not aping Chris Reeve the way Brandon Routh did 
in uh, in Superman Returns. It's not a it's not a straight up impression. It's just the vibe uh, because he's you know again it, sincere is is a good way to describe all of this. This is their meet cute, and he's like, well. She's like, I've never met a Clark before. And he's like, well, I've never met a Lois before. But actually, my first grade teacher was named Lois. So technically, you're, you're the second. Yeah, it's it's that little bit. Yeah. But Lois does uh, feel uh, pretty good in terms of what kind of character she is. And, and the setup on this is a little bit different from your usual Clark Lois dynamic because they're parents and now they're having to deal with, you know, having the teenagers and, and Clark's secret and moving back to Smallville and all of that. So it's a type of story that we haven't seen before. Yeah. But Lois and Clark both feel very consistent with what we've had in the comics and in, especially p- post-crisis. When you had the reboot from John Byrne and the approach was Clark is who I am, Superman is what I do, as opposed to the other way around where he's Superman and Clark is the costume. Mm-hmm. John Byrne set it up in, well, it was 86 when they relaunched Superman. John Byrne set it up so Clark is the character. Clark is the person. Superman yeah. is the disguise. Superman is the costume that lets him do what he does. And they kind of lean into this. It really does feel like Clark is being Superman as opposed to the to the to the other way around. So right. it's you know he, he he's he's a he's a really good Superman. He's a really good Clark and and he finds that balance between the two and especially now because we're leaning into dad with doubts Mm -hmm. and that kind of goes back to you know Jonathan dies in you know father Jonathan Kent dies when he's a teenager that's still part of the the tornado (laughs) do what no not in a tornado it it's the it's the it's the canon. It's it's what you get yeah. from the from the comics. He died of a heart attack when Clark was a teenager. You get that sense of all this power and I couldn't save him, which is consistent with the character. And and yes, if I stop, he was Clark before he was Superman, and I think they 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 embrace that here. But I I found it really interesting that when when they showed the flashback to the funeral, it showed Clark running away. And it was it was that little piece of humanity in a way. Yeah, it showed that this character is human, and also kind of reminded me of in the seventy eight movie. He ran to John when he had the heart attack, and now in this, it's almost like a parallel. He's running away. He's showing his weakness, and it was a really good scene. Well, and I've always said that out of the Trinity, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, Superman is the most human out of the three of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, Batman is cold and calculating. Wonder Woman is actually the alien of the three in terms of how she how she relates to mankind on Earth. Because a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, Superman's not relatable because he's this, you know, big blue boy scout and he's an alien and all this. Superman's ultimately, you know, he's he's consummately relatable because he's 
adopted. He's raised in the Midwest. He grew up in the United States. He grew up in Kansas. He grew up on Earth. He's not an alien. And when, you know, you've got something like Zack Snyder's interpretation that really leans into this whole outsider Kryptonian thing, it kind of misses the point of Superman's backstory. He's a god who just wants to be a nice guy. Maybe. Well, he's not actually a god. You know what I mean. No, I, I mean, know, but... Level the entire Earth in just five seconds. Right, but... but with all the power... But his upbringing... But, yeah, but his upbringing is such, like you say, it humanizes him. And he doesn't think in terms of, I have all of these powers, I can do anything I want. Because he wasn't taught that way. It's it's like the saying with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. He wants the great responsibility. And you know he what's funny? They quote they that in the, in the in the documentary, yes. Uh uh Jeff Johns, I think it was mentioned it. And I think it's, it was Jim Lee. Was it Jim no. Lee? It, yeah, it could have been Jim Lee. Yeah, I um, think it was Jim Lee. But they were talking about that. And and Superman does recognize the responsibility that he's got. But it's not because he's an alien, it's because mom and dad taught him. And that goes back to your point about him being, you know, being human. And I, we do I, get I also that. Want to say, Martha Kent dying in the very first episode and him flying off and running from the barn. Mm -hmm. I was a little emotional. It, it brought me back to watching the old movie. Yeah. And him running in. It was It was this moment of, She's gone. Well, and, and and you point out if you if you look at that scene, and again we're getting into spoilers here. It's it's minor, but it's it's a spoiler early on. The, one of the reasons why they're back in Smallville is because of this. But you see somebody that has pointed out over on social media when you see him walk when he when he first enters the house, he looks off to the side. He's listening. And some people caught it. He's listening for her heartbeat. And it's not there. That hurt a little bit. I and wasn't ready for that. It's subtle. It's subtle. But it's, you know, it's those little pieces of Tyler Hecklin's performance that really kind of sell this this interpretation of the character. I did. I, I, I found it a little odd, though. That why was the doctor in the living room surrounded by these medical curtains, and her body's in the bedroom? Well, I didn't see that, I didn't see any curtains or medical things back there in the kitchen because you know the doctor's job is done at that point. She's just waiting. Oh, she's just I waiting she for anybody. In the living room. She was just like there, there's there's this little curtain pulled, and she's in the living room. No, she was she came out of the kitchen. Oh, okay. Never mind. And did anybody some some people have caught it? Apparently, that doctor is being played by Gates McFadden. What? Yep. An un that was not Gates McFadden. Uncredited, but apparently that was not Gates McFadden. Apparently, now in the in the IMDb credits, there's a there's an Asian name credited for the doctor, Doctor Fry, but. Who we saw on screen was not Asian. 
I that was not Gates McFadden. It Can sure did look like it, huh? Couldn't you pull up the clip? No, I would have noticed see. if it was Gates McFadden. Let me see because it really did look like her. But I've got an even more mind blowing uh, thing for you here oh, in a I, minute. Um, oh, I have a feeling you do. Because that was not Gates McFadden. Here we go. Let me let me pull this up here. Uh, let me let me let me pull this full screen. It really does look like her. And according no to IMDb, now remember, remember IMDb can be edited and updated by pretty much anybody. Can so, you play the clip? No, no audio, of course, but I. I... That's her. That... Is it? <laughs> it does look like her. And yeah, it look, says it says it's her uh, in an uncredited thing, but I don't I don't see anything official that says this is Gates Have McFadden. But it sure does look like. Any chance? Do, uh, do I? Have you watched the credits? Um, she's she's not credited. I don't think. Nobody there. Nobody there. See now here it says Doctor Fry is being played by somebody named Chi Liu. I don't know. It hmm. just, but she, whoever it is, she surely like looks around, looks like, like Gates McFadden. A lot of people are thinking that it's her. We're going to look into that and see, but uh, it does. You look at the picture of Chi Lu and it's just literally. The, the, nobody, <laughs> nobody has been able to find anything Chi Lu at all. There have been searches. There's no photograph. There's no listings. No, nothing. I think it's a made up name. Um, Why would they do? Who knows? Who knows? I I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I'd have to go back and look and see because sometimes people will show up and do cameos for people that they know and mm -hmm. people that are you know they're friends with or they're related to or something like that. And, and is is Gates is Gates on on uh, social media? She she let's see if she's on. I think she's on on Twitter. Let's see if anybody's asked her. Um, Gates McFadden. Here we go. I don't see anything just right on the top of anything. Um, no, nothing on her, nothing on her social media feed confirming or denying. It doesn't look like anybody's asked her. That's odd. Um, so it it'll be something we'll look into it and see if there's anything else that uh that we can that we can find out about it but yeah, yeah no, it really that, does look like her now here's the other part uh let me let me blow your mind even more now did, i don't know if you caught this um let me let me find this so over on the chalkboard Siegel and Schuster and we, Dr. Donner. We yeah, have Siegel and Schuster and Dr. Donner. And somewhere, uh, there's also something, uh, a reference to Mr. Reeves, which goes all the way back to George Reeves, uh, the, the first television Superman. So there's that. But... Um, Wait, George George Reeves was the first? I he, thought it was... Well, uh, Kirk Allen, Allen, Kirk Allen Kirk was Allen. the first live-action Superman, but he was in the movie serials. That was in the oh. movie theater... And then for television, the first television Superman was George Reeves. Uh, 
Oh, okay. And then you had Christopher Reeve, then you had Dean Cain and, and, and that. Now, this one, this one's going to blow your mind, folks, for those of you who are of an age. Because Martha Kent is being played by it, it it pains me to even to even go here, but Martha Kent is being played by Michelle Scarabelli. And for those of you who are of an age, you may recognize her from Airwolf <laughs> from Alien Nation. She was the wife of Sam Francisco in the television version of Alien Nation. Oh, I haven't heard and the name Airwolf in a long time. She was also Lieutenant um, Lieutenant Jenna DeSora on Star Trek The Next Generation. She was the officer who fell in love with Data. No! Martha Kent. From uh, Data's Day. No, 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 in theory. In, in theory. theory, yep. That's one of my favorite episodes. Okay, no, my, my little my little uh, Trekkie is coming out. This is now, uh, this is now Martha Kent. Now, that she's, it, she, they've aged her here, make no mistake. They have aged her in this. Yeah, because it was yeah. actually real her in the flashback scene. Michelle Scarabelli. That's so, great. Uh, the Fedora Society says, I can't I can't wait for Angus McFadden as Jor-El next episode. Um, <laughs> Sci-Fi Snob says, Michelle Scarabelli got the job through Gates. It, it, you know, stranger that, things have happened. That could be it. So, and yeah, I mean, she is older, and you look at her photographs now, uh, Scarabelli, she's... She's, I mean, yeah, she's older. She was, she was born in 1955, like Mazers points out. Um, but it's actually kind of funny because Brent Spiner was supposed to play the president. In, oh, in Super- Supergirl? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there we go. But I don't know. It's, it, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun episode. I, I like it. Um, oh, I wanted and, to go back. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I wanted to go back to the boys real quick. Uh-huh. They're both going to have powers. You think? Well, John has shown having super strength in the opening. That's 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 not some fluke. He threw a football so hard that it snapped a rope. Kids can't do that. So I think their powers is going are going to reflect their personalities. John is the very athletic, outgoing, very out there guy. He's the extrovert. So I think he's going to have super strength, super speed, more of the physical powers. And since Jordan is very kept to himself, I think he's going to have more of the long range powers like freeze breath and heat vision because he's very kept to himself, very reserved that he has the less physical powers and the more stay away from me I can do it from over here that's an interesting theory and because John has super strength in the opening well we I don't we both, don't know he does 
he okay. It showed him. It showed him throwing the football through the tire swing. No, that was Clark. No, that that Clark threw a, a ball through the house, but it showed John throwing a football, snapping the rope, and then it panned over to Jordan being a sad little kid. So John has power. I got very aggressive while saying that. <laughs> okay, uh, you could be right. Let me look at this again. So, okay, so here is, uh, before before we get to that, because I just ran across this clip of uh, Michelle Scarabelli at Lois and Clark's wedding. Oh. Uh, let me get to that. All right, so here she is. Here she is without the age makeup. I mean, she still looks like they've aged her just a little bit, uh, but this is closer to what she actually looks like. Um, so there's that. Now uh, the scene, the scene with Jonathan and the football. Um, that's coming here. Up oh, there it is. Yep. Okay, you're right. So it does look like he it's... has super strength. Boom. Okay. You're right. Okay, that is Jonathan. So yeah, so they pro- they they probably down. both have they both have some some powers of some sort. But the Superboy reference might be a Connor Kent reference because he was half human. He wasn't able to have the full set of powers. So, yeah, the fact that they're both, yeah, the fact they're both half human, half Kryptonian, it could, it could very well be that their powers manifest opposite each other based on personality. But I was also thinking there, there's the storyline where Superman split in two that has some of the coolest costumes where one Superman has the red and white costume and the other one has the white and blue. You just, wait, no, 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 we're not, we're not talking about Superman red and blue. No. I, I wonder, I wonder that would be cool. You had one kid with the certain set of powers and the other one with a different set of powers and you could do the red and blue costumes. I like those costumes. Uh, Maybe but, I don't know. Fedora yeah. Society to answer your question on who scored the show. Music by Dan Romer. Not familiar with, with him. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what else he's done. Let me look here. New Superman theme, by the way. They're not using the one from anything he's been in. Right. Uh, Superman Lois, The Good Doctor, Love Life, Atypical, Maniac, um, Far Cry Five video game. He's done he's done quite a bit. He's done some documentary work, uh, some shorts. Uh, so I, he's he's not done anything that I'm familiar with. I mean, the Good Doctor I recognize that telev- that that title, uh, but Superman and Lois is his first uh, foray into the genre world outside of uh, outside of that Far Cry Five video game, at least according to his listing on IMDb. So um, we'll see. I, I'll I'll keep an eye out on La La Land music and see if maybe we get a score for Superman and Lois at some point because we have gotten some shows where we've gotten the soundtrack. So 
Uh, maybe we'll get something. But yeah, the music the music worked really well in this too. And the special effects didn't feel over the top. They weren't overcooked. They weren't baked too hard. Uh, they, was, they... oh. No, go ahead. There was one scene where I wanted to put my head through the wall that it looked so bad. The fight in space looked so terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. It looked really bad. Well, the green screen, I could see it. It looked, it looked, the fight when they were in the city looked really good. Mm-hmm. It looked, it looked really good. looked really bright. looked really, really nice. Then he flies up and the space scene looks so terrible. It looks so bad. And the stranger was talking too much, by the way. He's like, do you, do you want to know who I am? You want to know how I know you? And I'm just like, shut up. You're not being in, like, you're not being intimidating. He's like, kryptonite makes you sick. I'm like, oh, well, okay. He's talking too much and the green screen looked really bad. And it, it, from a very grounded, really good, serious toned show, I was, I was liking it so far. And then when you got to that very over the top, poor green screen villain yeah. who's very mysterious talking saying kryptonite will make well, you sick he's you have to enough. you have to remember a couple of things if the character is who we think it might be i'm curious to think then you have a certain amount of arrogance and taunting I'm going to I'm going to try to provoke Superman into a reaction. I'm going to I'm going to taunt him. I'm going to uh, annoy and antagonize. And part of that is, you know, speechifying. Now the difference is, he's not monologuing. There's a very real difference between what he's doing. You know, oh, I bet you wish you knew who I was and blah, 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 blah. I know who you are. I have the upper hand. Wah, 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 neener, neener, neener. Yeah, and, he wasn't saying his whole over-the-top evil plan. Right. Which, which is a nice change. Yes. So, you think you know who it is. Well. And I, or, or at least you have your theory, and I have a theory, too. And I think we might be on the same page. Well. He's sort of who we think he is, but he's not exactly who he is. Who do you think he is? Well, okay, we're going to get into a little bit because at the end of the episode, yeah. uh, this is this is a reveal. It's a tease. So if anybody if anybody well, doesn't want to know, uh, plug your ears and la 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 because we're going to give you plenty you of warning the here. River, the river song spoilers button from all those years ago. I don't I don't have that. Uh, I don't have that anywhere close to hand at this point. But spoilers, sweetie. Um, the the AI at the end of the at the end of the episode, uh, Snob says both of us say our theory at the same time. All right, so you okay. who do you think it is? Okay, I think it's Alexander Luthor. You think Alexander Luthor? Okay, that that's a good that's a good theory. Um, and it does go along, along with what I, I, it does go along with what I'm thinking that he's Luther from another universe that's trapped in this one post crisis. He understands what happened because you get a hint of that where he's saying, you know, my world's gone. 
he knows that he's in the wrong universe. Yeah. And Alan, I, also, I also wanted to point out real quick that the stranger's costume, I, I grew up watching the old Superman animated series pilot. You had it on VHS. Yeah. The stranger's costume looks a little bit like the mech suit from the, that episode that John Corbin wore. Kind of. Yeah, it kind of does. It's it's a prototype. It's a prototype for the purple and, and green suit. Well, we've seen the purple and green suit. Okay. I thought. Well, not in this show. True. So he, he walks in, and I have to admit, he's a little taller than John Cryer, so I don't think it's John Cryer. It's not. Uh, it's it's, it's Wally Parks playing the part. I think it's Alexander Luthor, and I don't think he's necessarily a bad guy. The fact that he's attacked Superman, you don't think that uh, that says he's a bad guy? I think his dad was killed by another Superman. Which, Earth 2 has been a very big tie-in to the Arrowverse. Yeah. Which Earth 2 is the Arrowverse equivalent to the comics Earth 3, where all the good guys are bad guys. So I wonder if that universe's Lex Luthor was taking on their equivalent to the crime syndicate and was killed by Ultraman. Maybe. So you... And he was sent kind of like in a pod trying to escape the whole crisis antimatter wave. But and if he like on Earth one. Yeah, but if he's got a reason to hate Ultraman, he's smart enough to, uh, to recognize that Superman from this universe is not the same as Ultraman of that universe. This guy just lost his family, his universe, his world, everything he's ever loved, yeah. everything he's ever known. And all he knows is the face of the greatest enemy his father has ever faced. He, he, you're not always going to think straight. Well, that's true, and he could be he could be acting out of out of irrational rage at this point. But um, it's it's calculated enough, and he's spending enough time making plans with these attacks on the on the nuclear power plants that he would have had time to do a little homework and research where he is and what kind of person this Superman character is to know that he's not the same as Ultraman. But I do like the theory that he's Alexander Luther. That that goes in line both with what he says in this episode about having his, his world gone and the fact that you now have a black Luthor. If he's Alexander, that works just fine. Yeah. But... I, I, my first theory, honestly, was a little too crazy. It was a little too nutty. It was a little too out there. That it could be, because they already did it in Supergirl. So it was, the, the storyline was introduced. Mm -hmm. Red Sun. Kinda. You, you have a descendant of Luthor coming back in time. From his world being destroyed. I don't think they're actually going to do the Red Sun storyline. That wasn't Red Sun. Yeah. No. In Red, Red Sun, in Red Sun the, Jor-El 
was the descendant of Luthor. I don't think they're actually doing that, but I think that there could be Earth in the future. Oh, you're talking about the very end of Red Sun where it loops back on itself. Yeah, no, they're not going to do that. No, they're not doing that. What if it's the descendant of Lex Luthor from the future and (coughs) Earth is destroyed? I think that's too many. That's too many moving parts. Very out there. Yeah, it's but, that that one is that one would be too clever by half. I mean, it's easy. It's the easiest thing. Remember, Occam's Razor. The easy, the the most simple answer is genuinely the the correct one, where well, he's he's probably Alex Luther from another another universe, and it doesn't have you don't have to put time travel into it. Well, part of me was thinking time travel because that AI reminded me of Gideon. Well, well, yeah, yeah you're, you're. I think you're overcomplicating it because when okay, when you start to from another world, yeah, yeah, when <laughs> you start to add time travel to it, then you then you start, you know, that can get headache inducing when you think about making that work. Um, I mean, it's enough that he's from another universe that was destroyed post crisis. Um. Here's here's my question. Does he know this is post-crisis? Superman. Maybe. Here, that, that's, that's what I'm wondering. Maybe. Is, I know this is rebirth. Has he been awakened by Martian Manhunter yet? And will that be the tie-in to the Arrowverse? Because... Uh-huh. This does not feel like it's part of it at all. There is, there is. It doesn't yet. Tonal shift. It doesn't feel like it's connected because nothing is referenced. Right. So I'm wondering if the tie-in to the Arrowverse is going to be Martian Manhunter coming in at some point. Maybe the the thing the thing is you know you still have to you still have to take into account that all of these shows are currently dealing with the real world reality circumstances of the pandemic and the quarantines and you're you're not going to get that's one of the reasons why they were talking about no no big crossover event this year this the this season for any of these shows because your cast and crew are having to stay isolated from each other. And that could be factoring in... Well, hang on, let me finish my thought. That could be factoring into how this show feels isolated from the rest of the Arrowverse because they don't have that opportunity to mix casts yet. So that could still be coming. Again, this is just the pilot. You have all of the rest of the year of, of the season to introduce, to reintroduce that part of his universe... With, because we know we're going to get a Supergirl, it's probably it's not going to be Melissa Melissa Benoist. It's going to be a different Supergirl. So maybe they're going to introduce Matrix. Maybe or they bring Power Matrix, Girl. or or Power Girl. If they're doing if they're doing the multiverse route, we could see Power Girl. It could be. Um, and since we're getting more Justice Society. In Stargirl. Yeah. Yep. John Wesley Shep coming back to appear as oh, Jay Garrick. I'm happy about that. Yeah. When I read the news that he's coming back as 
Jay Garrick, I'm like, oh, finally, and on Earth too. But I'm wondering if that's going to have a connection to this at all. I imagine because it will at some point. We could see Power Girl from Earth 2. Maybe. Uh, another thing that's bugging me is at the end of Crisis, he's part of the League. Like, it's shown that Superman has a seat at the yeah. table. And, you know, and it, it's early. It's early. They still have time to bring all of that stuff in. It, they need to get their feet under them as far as this show goes first before they do and all of the other things. You don't think Melissa Benoist is going to be part of it at all? No, she's done. Really? She may show up. Uh, originally, when they were saying that this was going to be the last, because this is the last season for Supergirl, and they were saying that she could she could appear in other shows, but then you had the lockdown and all of the quarantine stuff. So she's not going to be on any other shows. And we do have word that there is going to be another Supergirl in this series. So Superman and Lois will have a different Supergirl, whether it's the same Arrowverse Supergirl that 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 Melissa was playing, or if it's a new Supergirl, whether it's Matrix or... I mean, it won't be Lana... But if you get another Supergirl, it, it could tie in with Sasha Sasha Cali, who's playing Supergirl in the movies. I am so confused. At the end, but like it showed all the Arrowverse characters at the end of Crisis. So I know, so I know, many. I know. We're, we're post that. We're after. We're all. We're all past that. This is a completely new thing. Time travel is headache-inducing. I can't keep track of any of this multiverse stuff. Well, don't just you. This show. This show right now, for all in, you know, for all practical intents and purposes, this show stands by itself. Even um, though it's a Berlanti pro, uh, program, even though Guggenheim's involved, Sarah Skechter is involved, it's the same cast from from the the Arrow shows, treated as not. if it's treated as if it's its own thing, unless and until they bring in people from the other shows. In that case, it's its own self-contained universe. I I had my my theory was just washed away. I was very sad when I was watching this because at the end of Arrow. Diggle, Diggle gets the ring, yeah. and he goes, we're moving to Metropolis. I'm like, yay, Diggle's Green Lantern's going to be in the Superman and Lois show, and then all of a sudden, we're not in Metropolis. Well, it's, he still could show up. You never know. He is going to be He is going to be over on Legends of Tomorrow. He is going to show up over there. And the, the rumor is that he's going to be Green Lantern over there. So it's a rumor. It's <sighs> a rumor. finally We'll see. So uh, one one last bit I wanted to I wanted to get into, and then we're going to wrap up here real quick. One of the things that really struck me in this in this show, and you talk about the sincerity, but there is the moment after the reveal when the when the kids find out who their dad is, when Clark and Lois are standing outside the house, and he's pretty much. Um, worrying himself to death about being a screw-up as a father. And I've got to say, that scene probably out of all of the rest of the show, that scene resonated with me more because as a father, it is one of those things where, you know, you're constantly re you're constantly reminded of the mistakes that you make and, you know, the things you do even with the best of intentions, 
sometimes don't always go the way you intend them to go. And, and to hear him expressing those same kind of doubts that I myself have even had, and I'm sitting there going, that, that, that puts Clark more in a believable realm in terms of storytelling and emotional beats. And it and and it's again, it's a unique take on the character. We haven't seen this before. Uh, but it does it does go back to uh, that idea of humanizing Clark and making him a little bit less of an alien so much as as we have in the past. So it's emphasizing on the man part in the man of steel. It shows that there is a human part to it, and it, it they did a really good job. Yeah, uh, Fedora Society says that um, uh, David Ram- uh, David David Ramsey has a guest appearance booked for Superman and Lois, and he's also directing an episode. So we should see John Diggle over there as well at some point. I had forgotten about that, but yeah. Uh, Ramsey's going to be directing an episode. Oh yeah, he's uh, he'll 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 get in. There are several cast members on all of these shows who who jump behind the camera and start directing. So I'm hoping David Haywood. Hey, Haywood. Haywood. No. I really hope he shows. Haywood. I really liked him in Supergirl. I thought he was kind of wasted for quite a bit of it. Yeah. I always thought he did a really good job. I hope he shows up. Well, we'll see. Uh, can't. I want- he still has a relationship with Superman because they knew each other for like a de- see it's those questions like what's so about well and and with this show being essentially a reset they can change all of that or they can keep it and just decide what they want to do by the way is that the same farm from Smallville I don't know I'd have to look that up there was, this, there was that big deal that Elseworlds was filming on the same farm, right? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I'm not sure. Cam1138, welcome. Thanks for being here in the chat. Yes, you might be late. That's fine. Uh, we are on our way out, but you can uh, always hit play from the very beginning and you won't miss anything. So uh, that's going to do it for us uh, today. We're going to wrap this up and uh, remind everyone that coming up tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern for Central, we've got a brand new TARDIS sauce. Uh, Tim and the gang are going to be talking about the toys of Doctor Who. I think maybe we'll see. And then, of course, on Saturday, we have a brand new Good Morning Multiverse with all of the headlines for the week. And then we're back here on Monday for more Live from the Bunker and then Monday night, H2O. So uh, be here for all of that. If you have not subscribed to the channel yet, we do invite you to do so. Have your notifications turned on and uh, you will know when we post new material here. We want you to check out all the rest of our videos. Like what you like and feel free to share it. So, James, thanks very much for being here, sir. Good job. Might, might have to do it again i wouldn't be too against it all right and thanks to all of you for being here and joining us as well we do appreciate all of you who continue to uh, show up and give us your time and attention as long as we're able we will continue to uh to deliver material that hopefully is worth the investment so in the meantime we do invite you to check out all the rest of the videos connect with us on social 
And we will be back with more here live from the bunker on Monday. Thanks for being here, folks. And remember, it's your vote. It's your money. You have control over what you pick and choose. And there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.